0: Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies.
1: Hey, this is Alicia and Emily. Hi, Emily. <laughs> i like announced my name and Emily. Anyway. Welcome. How are you guys? You guys doing okay out there in the world?
0: We're so glad you guys are here with us today. We cannot wait to talk to you about DNC sections 41 through 44. Yeah, we
1: loved these sections, and they brought us back to—there's some verses in there It kind of reminded me of a conference that happened like a few weeks ago, and I just want to read those because it just spearheads this great discussion that Alicia and I have had. Um, okay, so in section 42, verses 16 and 17, it says, And as ye shall lift up your voices by the Comforter, ye shall speak and prophesy as seemeth me good. For behold, the Comforter knoweth all things and beareth record of the Father and of the Son. And even leading up to these verses, it talks just about the importance of having the Spirit to be able to teach. And it reminded me of conference and how these men and women are called of God to have the Spirit with them as they speak. And that, that's why I think conference sometimes is so amazing and really touches so many of our hearts is because they have lived away to allow the spirit in their lives and as they teach. That's how it also reaches us, is just through this beautiful thing of the spirit reaching our hearts. And sometimes it feels a little almost overwhelming by the time you finish conference of all the things you've been inspired to do. At least I do. This is me. I'm inspired by so much stuff. I'm like, I'm I'm losing it. It's like holding something that's slipping out of my hands. And I'm like, how can I keep this? How can I keep this feeling of this, this feast that I've just had and be able to go and do all the things I've just inspired to be able to do because the spirit told me why the some of those things that Emily
0: needs to work on anyway and so how do I how do I keep this going how do I keep this the spirit going. On. I love that um, you talk a little bit about feeling that overwhelm and like where in yeah. the world. Like I got so many different little pieces of inspiration and things I feel like I should be acting on, and it reminds me of the scripture in section forty-one, verse uh, verse five, where he says, "He that receiveth my law, and doeth it, the same is my disciple. And he that saith he receiveth it and doeth it not." The same is not my disciple and shall be cast out from among you.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks, and Alicia. Like no we pressure. all, But we all
0: put that pressure on ourselves, <laughs> yeah, right? Like yeah. it's over and we have this, if we're not actively engaged in that work in some way, it doesn't have to be a big way, but in some small way, I think we either carry around the work of being engaged or we carry around the work of being feeling guilty, right? About not being engaged. Yeah. Either way, we're carrying around the work. <laughs> we're doing the work in some way. Um, we were talking about this and it came up in a Sunday school class we were both in. Like, how do you take all of this the talks and all of the things that we've been given at conference and actually find the thing that is your thing or the multiple things? How do you sift through all of it to take action on something yeah. and take it into your into your heart, like really in your heart? Yeah, we can get what conviction. the Lord needs you to be carrying. Right. And so we were trying to talk a little bit about what that looks like for each of us. And so Emily has her own um way of doing it and so do I and we just have a couple little tricks we're going to Yeah, hopefully share with you to today. take
1: that cuz I really think this is something you can apply to anything. You have desire to want to change. Maybe the spirit has guided you. And how do you go from that desire, hearing it, you know the spirit spoke to your heart, to actually doing it and feeling like you're successful at it? I think that's where of us are like, like the brakes just like, we're like walking through tar and mud the rest of the way. And it's hard. It's the hard part, you know? And I guess I've been on my own little journey with this, this desire to change and be better and what ways I can do it. And someone told me once, you know, this may sound so lame, she said, but she's like, it really is just practice. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of listening. And she's like, no, like, I think that if you really want to do something, you're going to have to practice to get it into your life, but you have to be okay with it looking kind of messy. You have to be okay with imperfect practice. And I was like, oh, right. I, I think I could grasp that because my problem with wanting to do something better is this idea of like, okay, well, if I want say, for example, I want to be better at reading my scriptures. I have an idea of what that looks like in my life. And if I then go and go do it, maybe I do it one day and it was very difficult to even get that done. Then the next day I flop and I don't get it done. And I'm like, well, psh, scripture study is tough. <laughs> you know, right. and I almost like, so now I almost avoid even starting something because I'm afraid that I'm just going to botch it. Yeah. And so this idea of imperfect practice. It's going to look kind of messy because it's uncomfortable. It's this whole idea of like leaning into uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. So that was me. So this, so imagine this. Okay, guys, I know I need to get up and do some study. And I wanted, I know I need to sit and be still for a little bit instead of distracting my mind the minute I wake up. So I said, okay, I want to go and just sit at my chair. That's going to be my like leaning into uncomfortable things. I'm just going to go to the chair. And then what happens at the chair? will be awesome. Maybe I'll open my scriptures. Maybe I'll just sit and ponder, but at least I'm like getting there. And then over time, I've noticed I've been doing this the last few months that it's just kind of snowballed because now I'm sitting in my chair like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of in the mood to journal or I'm kind of in the mood to read my scriptures or hey, I'm going to get caught up on some come follow me lessons. And it just started snowballing. And then I started feeling the effects of this desire that I've been always wanting to do. I started feeling really good about myself And I started feeding the spirit of my soul that was so hungry. It was so hungry for this change. And I needed it. But I was so afraid to even start that I would mess it up that I was depriving myself. And so this little idea of imperfect practice has got me to where now I'm practicing it. And it's still messy, guys. Because just last week, I read a verse 30 times because I got interrupted 87 times <laughs> 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 and I will finally just close the book and I was like whatever and I left the room and that's all I got in for the day and it was messy looking and I was kind of grumpy about it and it's okay and that's what self-compassion comes in to play is that it's okay that it's messy because I'm not here for perfection
0: like your view of imperfect practice has inspired me. We talked about this weeks ago, just yeah. in a personal friend conversation. And I was really, really struggling with come follow me with my kids at home. Like I just have not done as well as I wanted to do. and And so I was really... And I think a lot of this came from my oldest is getting baptized. And I had read a scripture that said, you know, once they become of the age of accountability, then now Satan has, like, he can tempt them. He's kind of been held back from tempting them before. And that was your time to teach them. And so all of a sudden, my parent. Radar is just going off like beep, beep, beep. Like you have missed your time. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, those like the moving out moment or the yes. like, anyway, I was having one of those moments where all of a sudden I was just panicking. Like, have I done enough? It, you know, like he deserves to have all of the power and all of the protection. And, and that's on me. Like I need to be giving him that opportunity to learn. And I was feeling all the pressure, and so we had had to talk about this imperfect practice. And I remember thinking, I just want, I just want to start with the basics. Like, come follow me. Sometimes I'm like, I love it, and we teach it. And he, like Lincoln, listens to the podcast every week. But I want him to have such a strong foundation in prayer, and I want him to have such a strong foundation in integrity and authenticity. Like. Part of being authentic and who you are is being honest and just having integrity about that. And that will serve you your whole life, you know, and there's just these key things that I want um, my kids to have. And so I just got super messy about it. I, and I'm a planner and this freaks me out if I don't have a plan for the full 30 days and it doesn't have like a mission (laughs) and vision. And there's not like we worked our way backwards, the ending in mind, you know, This is my brain people, but I, I'm like, if I don't start now, I don't, I'm out of time already. And so I just got up the next morning and I just found, I opened my scriptures and we read in the Bible dictionary about prayer. I just found like a couple, a paragraph that worked and we just started talking about it. And then I came up with some random activity for them to do (laughs) coloring or something and, and every, and then the next morning I'm like, okay, like I'm thinking about it. What do I want the next day to look like? And then I would just do the very next day. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Just that next little step was what I could do. Yeah. And I mean, it has led to some amazing conversations. I've been doing it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks maybe now. And it's led to some amazing conversations, some super funny moments Because mom's making activities up on the fly. We're carrying like a hundred books to teach our lesson about, you know, receiving answers line upon line, things like that. We've had some really, really fun moments, but it has not looked like what I normally would, I don't know, the expectation I would normally put on myself. I just removed so I could actually get moving, you know? And I think I love like
1: the biggest hiccup sometimes we have. Yeah.
0: So I love, I love this teaching that Emily has has taught. And man, she is so good at reminding me about it. And we, I I really value that. So,
1: you know, actually, I was watching American Idol. Okay. (laughs) This sounds random, but it fits in perfectly. I don't watch very many reality TV shows, but I enjoy American Idol. <laughs> but they, this poor kid got up, he did a wonderful job. And in the very end, he missed his lyrics mm. and he kind of, it shook him up a little bit. started tearing up and mm. <laughs> Katy Perry <laughs> is like one of the judges. And she says, Hunter, you have to realize that perfection is an illusion. Yeah. And I, Amen. I just wanted to clap anyway, but I, it really hit me because mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about this, um, messy practice, right? This yep. like practice that's imperfect. Mm-hmm. And it's because perfer- perfection is an illusion. And if we can let go of what we think is the perfect way to act or to succeed or to get past this point of the spirit told me I need to do this and this is how I view it. Yeah. If we can let go of some of that, we can move forward so much
0: easier. It's so, so true. And I love it. Speaking of reality, TV shows. Um, (laughs) Seth loves this quote by Derek Huff and he's got it written on our whiteboard in our room and it says extravagance is the enemy of execution. And he quotes that to me all the time. I
1: can see how that would fit. Like if you
0: don't like quit trying to make it so extravagant, just keep it simple and actually execute, you know? And I, and so it just kind of goes along with with what you're saying. It I is.
1: And so when we think back of these conferences or even just, you know, when the spirit does speak to us in different ways, if we can really like break it down to simplicity and we take just the one message we really need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Our doer message, is that what you called it? I, yeah. The, my my doing message. I yeah. receive and do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If we can just take that and then like simplify it and take a little pressure off us, knowing that you're just trying it, you're just leaning into it and like, oh, let's just see how this goes. Right. <laughs> but you're moving. And oh, Heavenly Father is so proud of that.
0: Mm-hmm. He will amplify
1: you when you take a tiny step.
0: It's, I 100% agree with that. 100%. I love this quote from Stephen Harper from Making Sense of the Doctrine and Covenants. And he says, the divine law set forth in section 42 is not hard to understand. It is hard to do. And I think that's true of conference too. Like we hear all of these things and it's not hard to understand, especially when the Spirit is telling us, you need to act on this. But it is hard to do. And it goes back to the message that um, we heard from Angie and Morgan Dennis last week. You can get the answers, but you still got to get up in the morning, put one foot in front of the other and get it done. So I just,
1: I love that what you just said, because it fits right into the quote that I really loved. And it says, this is from President Nielsen on his spiritual treasures talk. And he says, as you embark upon and continue this lifelong process of consecrating your life to the Lord or doing the things that you're being inspired to do, the changes in your perspective, feelings, and spiritual strength will amaze you. I love that. It tells me that if I continue on this journey of trying to do that, my momentum will compound. It will continue to increase and I'll be able to take in more of what the spirit is teaching me because I'm opening up. I'm being open to what it can give me. And when I've been doing this the last few months, I couldn't believe how hungry I was. But if I were to start at one moment, like the very beginning and do what I just did like last week, I would have crumbled up in a ball and and just been shaking (laughs) because (laughs) (laughs) all I could handle in that Mm. and starting moment is this tiny little movement of getting to that chair in the morning, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and that may sound really kind of silly, but it really helped me in my momentum and it's how the Lord teaches all the time. He's always teaching line upon line, knowledge upon knowledge. And when we actually can make that little movement forward, we expand And it is amazing to watch in yourself. And if that is something you
0: want to desire, oh man, don't wait. Yeah, it's so true. Don't wait. Yeah. (laughs) And if there are some of you listening that are thinking, I mean, you guys are talking like everybody received like this answer, like they know exactly what they're supposed to focus on. And I have no idea. Like there was a lot of good stuff in conference, but I'm like, "Mm, it was great. I was uplifted. I was, you know, I had good feels but I don't have something that I'm like, oh, that talk really stuck out to me and I, I need to go back and study it. Or I need to, if you're feeling like that, then, and you're like, I don't, what's my thing from this conference? What's my step, small step forward? Then you should join us for something that I love to do after conference. Um, I love to get the conference, the Spiral Bound conference books from Deseret Book, you can order them online if you're um, out of Utah. Um, they're like eight dollars a piece; they're super cheap, but they're spiral bound and they have places on the in the margins for you to take notes. Um, and I will start by going through each talk, um, and I usually just take a talk a week or sometimes more, depending. on But um, I will read the talks and like, and I'll pray to Heavenly Father: Is this informational for me? Like, this was something that I needed to hear, but it's not, it's not something that I need to actually act on right now. And I have like different levels. So information only, great. Just an opportunity for the spirit to say, Hey, I'm still here. (laughs) Or the next one for me is this is helping you understand something you didn't understand before. Another level for me is this talk opened up questions that I didn't know I had about the gospel or about my own life or about my relationship with Christ. Um, So it's that layer of questions. And the final one for me is, this is my gift. This talk was my gift, and this is the one that I really want to receive fully, spend some time in, and try to act upon. And so those four layers for me, I read the talk, and for some reason it helps me find hopefully find the message that he has for me. If you would like to do that with us, I'm going to be doing it. Um, I'd be happy to put a schedule out there for you guys. And I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Like this is totally Alicia's lovely. I,
0: I love this stuff. It is my jam. And I would love to hear how you feel about the talk because that is the, I think one of the coolest things about conference is one talk, that feels informational for me like, Oh, that was good to know, (laughs) you know, or, and that was good to have an opportunity to feel the spirit, but there's nothing specific that I I feel like I need to pick up right now. Um, could be the receive and do, and oftentimes is the receive and do talk the gift talk for someone else. I would love to hear the different journeys we're on. I think seeing how different we are helps us embrace who we are (laughs) really. And I love that. I love how you
1: brought up the thought of, you know, if you are struggling with, you know, what if I didn't hear anything during conference? Maybe you didn't even have a chance to listen to conference. Right. But you do have a desire to want it. You do have a desire to have that spirit teach you something that you can have some sort of direction. And this is where Alicia and I tend to like her love language is so cool. And it's so inspiring to me. And it's also like, I have to do mine in a, a different way. I have to have my own little role. And that's what's so cool about everyone is we all <laughs> learn differently. No, there's more than one way that the spirit can reach you, but trust that the these men and women who did teach in conference and that they have that gift and that spirit, that if we then open our hearts, we the spirit can teach us. Here's the thing, going back to my story of my journey, right? My like My soul was
0: so hungry. I didn't even know it was hungry. Yeah. For this change, isn't that funny though? I love that you say I didn't even know my soul was hungry. Have you ever had those moments when you are you are hungry and you're ang- like getting hangry? Yeah. And I've had these moments before, and my son will literally be like, "Mom, I think you need to eat." Yeah. <laughs> he like, "Mom, I think you need a snack." You don't even know you, know? What you need. And I didn't even realize. I was that hungry, but my behavior or my actions were showing him and he was just perceptive enough to know you should have a sandwich, mom. And the minute he says it to me, I'm like,
1: oh, oh yeah, yeah." I'm hungry.
0: And and I literally will say to him, thank you so much, bud. You're right. I do need to eat food. And I'm really sorry that I was a little grouchy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, like I had this image one day of if you think about your spirit this way, we don't even know how hungry it gets until we feed it something like nutritious. So and. True. I think about, like if I walked into this buffet and i I there's all this amazing food, Thanksgiving. Think of that, and you mm-hmm. grab the protein bar, the thing that just like gets you by for, like an hour or two. So think of this, way, in your spiritual sense. You're just, You're doing good things. Maybe you're going to church, you listen to conference, you're participating with your family, you're doing family prayer and everything, but you're not like feeling anything. You're not, and you can't, you're just getting by and you don't even know how hungry you are until all of a sudden you have this moment where the spirit is fed and it is so sustaining it lifts you, it builds you, you walk away just like, wow, how can I feast on this all the time? Because I feel so much better. And that's kind of what happened to me. I felt like I just had been eating protein bars forever. (laughs) And you get by, you do just fine. But when you put a focused effort into feeding your heart and your spirit, we can only live on protein bars for so long until we start to drag our feet, our shoulders start to slump. And we wonder, what are we doing? Where am I going in my life? Mm-hmm. And emotions are out of crate. They're kind of crazy too. You're just, you're in this hangry mode you don't even know why you're acting the way you're acting. Mm-hmm. And that's why when the spirit does kind of get in and he just kind of inspires us to do one little thing and we do it, that's why the Lord just pours down All the nutrition that you need to feed Mm -hmm. your heart and all of a sudden you are lifted and you're like, wow, I really needed to eat. I really needed that Mm -hmm. spiritual boost. And then take that. Let that snowball you into action. Let you just lean. Just And you don't have to be perfect at it. You don't have to have this practice that's perfect. You
0: just Mm -hmm. need to have imperfect practice. It's true. You don't need a perfect plan. You don't need to, you know, like work from the end to the beginning. No, no, like have the ending in mind. You know, you don't have to do all of that with God. He just needs you to take a small step. That's because it.
1: he will inspire and mm-hmm. propel you and expound you. And Trust. if he needs yeah. you
0: to have the plan, he'll give it to you.
1: Yeah. Trust him. Yeah. But keep that focused effort on
0: your good nutrition and your spirit. I love that. I love that because I can. I can even tell you things that, when I am spiritually hangry, yeah. things that I tend to do, and I never ever thought about it that way. Oh yeah, like my resistance to pray. I think that's me being spiritually hangry. Yeah, see, you know, we all act bad when like, we're hangry. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like I think that there's. I think that there's things that if I if I thought about it like that, I can understand it better, and I put things into context, and they become. Um, valuable signs to, to tell me to maybe spend a little more time getting some nutrition, some spiritual nutrition. Yeah. It's worth it. So worth it. You guys, we have loved being with you. We hope that you've taken something from this today that uplifts you and we can't wait to be with you again next week. Okay. All right. See you later guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you feel welcome and a part of our family here at Simple Joyful Home. As we grow, we think of the places you live and the challenges you face. We think of your constant efforts and your kind hearts. We are blessed to have you with us, and we hope every time you join us, you leave feeling a little stronger, a little more hopeful, and a little more prepared to connect with those you love. And remember, if you liked what you hear, please share
1: it with those you think will benefit. Our focus is our families and our home, so we choose to spend time well, limited time in social media to ensure we have a well-balanced life. We need your help to reach others who would enjoy learning what we talk about here on Simple Joyful Home. We are grateful for you and thank you so much for listening.